Hello, and welcome to Morlocks. I'm Lexa White, your host, and this is a Let's Explore podcast where we find new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. And this week, I have Will from House Party Protocol with me. Hello, Will. What's happening, Lexa? Really glad to be here. And I'm very glad to have you. Um, would you mind introducing yourself for those who may not know you? Uh, yeah, my name's Will, and I have a podcast called House Party Protocol, where we kind of discuss all kinds of different things, really, with Marvel Crisis Protocol, mainly probably character previews. So when characters are first uh, spoiled, we will go over what we expect them to do and stuff like that. And then we also do a character review after characters have been out for a few months, how we feel they're performing and whether or not they've gotten better or worse. And then just general tactics discussion and all kinds of random stuff. And uh, we've even had you on there, Alexa. Yes, and I had a lot of fun the two times I've been on so far, and I hope to make more appearances on there. Most certainly. Now, tell me, who did you bring this week to find a new home? Well, I brought Ultron. Fantastic. So Ultron was one of our core box characters, and had a place for a little while um, as the early matter developed, but he got outclassed as, t- uh, outclassed as time went on, especially by uh, as the format moved away from four-threat characters. Would you say that's an accurate assessment? I would say that that's an accurate assessment. Uh, I'd say that's like an 85% accurate assessment. Mm-hmm. So to me, the reason why people have really moved on from him one i like what you said about the four threat characters because now we're kind of it's kind of all about the three threat characters more or less yeah but also i think that now we have more size three flyers Uh, we have one more size three flyer i think and that's our our good friend green goblin yeah and green goblin's kit brings a little more versatility maybe if you will uh, then Ultron's maybe, but I think that drop off the banning of drop off is what really hurt Ultron because he yeah. is that size three flyer, mm-hmm. and you could use him to to drop off a Venom or a you know how many other characters are there that are size three? There's so many, you know, you could mm-hmm. use him to drop off another character, and I think that people kind of overlooked how decent he is in general without that card yeah but because his his utility was tied to that card is once that card was was kicked kicked down the road it it kind of made ultron you know they kicked the can so to speak (laughs) it's i find the meta is very defined by gotchas oh yeah definitely and, and doesn't because it's not big and flashy, you don't generally get uh, a meta defined by generically good characters or g- generically solid characters. Yeah. And I think Ultron is a generically solid character. Yeah, I, I think that's really fair, actually, in that it's it's very much defined by how can I surprise my opponent on this this play versus mm-hmm. just generally good play. Does it make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as I said before, this is a lexic let's explore show, so we may not get 
to that competitive edge in this game. We may just like be it. having fun. That's what I like to do with Marvel Crisis Protocol, as you know. Yes, exactly. So there are two ways to go about creating a roster for a singular character, I think. There is a, there is a roster where you accentuate the good aspects of the character, and then there are rosters where you uh, fill in for the bad aspects of the character, the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at Ultron, I don't see very many glaring weaknesses. I mean, he's a four-threat character, which is a lot in this game. Yeah. Especially if we're going out of affiliation, which I have some ideas about. Yeah, and it's important to note that Ultron is only in one affiliation. Exactly. He's which I think is a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but um, he has a throw, and it's a size, th- uh, size three throw. That terrain goes only, though. Yeah, terrain only, but terrain is a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has uh, a range four five dice energy builder. Mm-hmm. And if he needs it, he has a confirmed energy attack, uh, a, a confirmed power attack, let's put it that way. Um, he has a basic strike that just when it resolves, gain one power, no matter how much damage is dealt. And those are Which, always good for consistency. Yes, exactly. It, he has he has the spikiness of a builder and the consistency of a, a flat builder. Um, and then he has a pretty strong spender that can be physical or energy, which uh, is a powerful choice in this game. Yes, and it's it's interesting that you say he has a pretty strong spender because I agree, I think it's strong. But I think it's strong not only from the ability to choose physical or energy, which can surprise a lot of people, but mm-hmm. also I think the fact that it only costs you three. Yeah. It only costs three power is it keeps it online regularly, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing we have to talk about with Ultron is his tactics card. His tactic card, indeed, the Age of Ultron. Yes, exactly. Uh, which is when he would die, if you have eight power on him, you can spend that power and um, get a brand new Ultron. Brand spanking new. And this is, and so it's, that card has in some way created a fractured identity for Ultron because there are the games where you want to save up your power and use Age of Ultron, and there are the games where you want to spend on uh, Metallic Fury, which is the spender. Yeah, and it definitely, you have to time it. You have to time it appropriately, and you have to use Ultron to kind of target the right characters at the right time if you're planning on. Like, let's say he got dazed, right? Mm-hmm. And you're on his injured side. He's got a bunch of power, right? Well, Ultron feels really strong with a lot of power because then you can Metallic Fury. You can get an Analyze and Annihilate. You can do a Kinetic Field Generator. You know, you can do all these different things. But in doing that, you're going to burn through eight power right there just yeah. to do those three things. And so if you've got a, this bank of – let's say you even got ten power and you want to do all that. Well, now – your opponent can hit you back, take you down five damage, 
and you don't have an opportunity to build back up that power. Which brings me to my suggestion. Because there's a new affiliation that allows us to straddle this line a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you think I'm thinking of? You're thinking of the Brotherhood. No. Yo, you're not? No, I, I thought was... you were thinking of the Brotherhood for power generation purposes with the throw and everything. That that is the case. That that is certainly an option, but that is there are still sequence points in that where you don't have the power. Right. Because you don't have the time to do the threats. Valid. I I was thinking about Cyclops' leadership in the X Men. Yep, allowing you to move power around. Yeah, and and take the power expenditures for Met- Metallic Fury off of Ultron so he still has a bank of power for Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. No, I do. I like that a lot. I think that's that's a, a pretty fun bit of tech right there. Mm-hmm. And there's already this idea that's been floating around about a X-Men gunline team. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I th- I've been toying with it. <laughs> and I think Ultron would fit great into a gunline team. What do you think? I think Ultron would fit very well into a gunline team because, like you mentioned before, his energy blast is a range four, strength five builder attack, so power equal to mm-hmm. damage dealt. And that's his longest range attack, but then you add on to that, it's a builder, and then you can analyze and annihilate, which the card is inaccurate. So yes. let's make sure we get the appropriate text here. It's and, a re- reactive ability. Mm-hmm. During an attack made by this character, before resolving critical results, it may use this superpower. Add an additional die to the attack roll for each critical in the opposing defense roll. So it's you get to see the dice of mm-hmm. your opponent before you do it. And I really, really like that because, yeah, it's not as good as like saying this counts as two, which some abilities we've seen in the game use that text but including one of his own (laughs) exactly but uh i do think that yeah that's his all will be metal i love it by the way Mm -hmm. um but i do like that you get to just add a die and let the dice decide so it takes like it's it's a little less consistent than some Mm -hmm. of the other ones but i just i i really like it personally yeah no and and i think it's a really cool um ability there it's unique. We we haven't yeah. seen anything really like that come into the game since Ultron. Uh, I would say, and let me make sure I'm thinking of the ability correctly, Ghost Rider's Wicked Judgment, I think, is similar. Is that the one where he gains a power whenever somebody else uses? No, it's where he pays two power... Um, after an attack made by a character within three of this character's resolved, if that attack targets another allied character... You may use the superpower. The attack attacking character suffers one damage for each critical in the attack roll. So this this is going down a rabbit hole, but uh, I'll I'll stop right here after this. I think that's more like a counter strike. Like it's it's a it's a you're close to me counter strike instead of this is more of a adding extra dice to a roll. But I yeah, see what no, you're saying. It it I think it is the differentiation between a threat four ability and a threat five ability. Oh yeah, doing damage category. definitely. Yep. So, yeah. so we have um, so we're thinking about the X-Men gun line with Ultron 
Mm-hmm. Um, focusing on Cyclops' leadership, which I think is is the less used of the leaderships. Agree with that. So it's we're not looking at, um, and I think Ultron works very well on both ends of Cyclops' leadership because not only does he have a good builder to get power, he has also has a good spender to use power. Mm-hmm. So he can both act as a battery and act as a repository and act as something to use all that power on. And I don't think he's terrible into Modok. I think oh, I, I will think... be metal. It works really well into Modok, and then I he also great has type... Uh huh. He ignores bleed. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think Ultron is. Well, this is one of the reasons why I picked him today to discuss is because I think Ultron is one of the better characters into Modok. Like mm-hmm. his four Mystic defense, just natural four Mystic defense. Then all will be metal, counting wilds as two successes in a defense role when defending against mystic attacks mm-hmm. i mean i don't think anybody else has has like natural without having to do something mystic defense like that like yes magneto has a stronger mystic defense can pay <laughs> to do the thing and and modok has a good mystic defense he can get rerolls but like natural like without having to do anything to add to it don't have to pay any power or anything like that yeah. It's a very good Mystic defense. Mm-hmm. And he also has four physical defense, which means he can stand up to getting stuff thrown at him by Modok. Exactly. And then he can throw stuff right back. <laughs> exactly, which is something Modok doesn't like. No, he does not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we'll go and put him alongside Mr. Cyclops and Mr. Storm, and then... Who would be the third member of X-Men you want to put with him? Well, I'm trying to think about that because I do, if we're playing Gunline, mm-hmm. I think that we have exhausted the X-Men Gunline characters. Like I think so. X-Men affiliated. But we have to have another character for affiliation. Exactly. So there are two options. It's Beast and Wolverine. Well, they're the, they're, 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 I was saying, going, uh, we could pick another affiliated X-Men character, or we could pick one of the rogue agents. Right. So, I mean, if you're playing a gun line, a good character candidate for that is definitely Winter Soldier. Yeah. As a rogue agent, because he does have that range five attack. It, once someone gets dazed, he can do one. You know, he can do that reactive ability to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But it is only four dice. And I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I like so, Punisher better. Yeah, and I think Punisher is a good option, uh, a good sideline option. I have another suggestion. We'll get to in a minute. But I, I think out of the affiliated X Men, because I don't think Taskmaster either really works with a gun line. No, I don't think so either. I think that um, Beast would be the better of the two. Completely agree. Completely agree. One, he's cheaper. Mm-hmm, exactly. Which we definitely allows, need with this. Allows you more room for out-of-affiliation characters because we need them for our current gunline strategy, uh, looking at a gunline. Yep. Uh, two, he has a lot of movement shenanigans. Uh, oh, yes. A lot of them are on wilds, but he has movement shenanigans. And he has a throw. All good things, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yes, exactly. 
So, other kind of gun line characters. We were talking about Punisher. I think that's a really good option. Uh, his range 5 aim shot, especially with Cyclops' ability, means exactly. you can get a, uh, that off at least once a turn and still have power up. And his confirmed two power, uh, his nearly confirmed two power across a single attack action with his rapid, uh, his hip fire, yeah, um, I think is is also very powerful. Yep, I agree. And another character that I think that you have to consider in a, in a gun line, even though he doesn't use a gun, is Hawkeye. Hawkeye is definitely up there. Um, he has a singular range 5 attack that can do multiple things, uh, that can be multiple attributes, and give out conditions. Um, and he is a big power battery, which is uh, very useful when with Cyclops' leadership. Absolutely. So, let me ask you this. So, mm-hmm. we're, we're making this, this gun line right here, and I like the idea of it. And I think that... Ultron and Beast are kind of more further up the board while the rest of the characters play a little further back, right? Like, I think even though Ultron's got that range 5 energy blast, I think he's he's kind of wants to be within that range 3 of other people, more or less, for the majority of the game, right? Yeah, and, and another character that likes to be within range 3 that I think works very well with Cyclops' leadership, I want to bring up Venom. You love you some venom, and also just getting off of so many sna- uh, a a we are uh, we are venom for one power. And let me reread Cyclops' leadership quickly. Uh it's once per turn, including yeah. your opponent's turn. So yeah. the out of activation attack that venom can benefit from it. Yep, but with that being said, you've got to make sure you have all that power available to do it. And I think that we should, based on design, but I'd have to see it in practice. Yeah, but I think it could be a a white scary mob down the middle, which I think brings up the idea of what crisis we want. And I am I think this is a big fat demons downtown team. I think it's a demons or a gamma, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Anything that's going to be straight down Main Street. Mm-hmm. As I like to call it. Yeah. I also I also don't hate the idea of the B-shaped maps. So like yeah. the spider portals or infinity formula on this. Because I think that there's enough range and enough stuff that you can do to where you can have those two corridors of engagement. Yeah. And I think specifically with um, Cyclops' leadership, I think that infinity formula works out really well. Because it gives you extra power that you are going to use quite easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I like that. Mm-hmm. Are there any... Uh, we're missing the biggest, or, well, smallest gunline character. <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, I mean, we've got to have a two-threat character, right? we got to right, have so... a two-threat character, and have range five attacks, and has a really good spender, too. Oh, yeah. Hadron Enforcer. Mm-hmm. So, so how many characters do we have right now? We're currently at 8 of 10. Okay. And are we covering all the threat values? Let's look. Um, well, let me check. But So we have, we have a core of 10 X-Men points. So currently we're going up to 18. 
Sounds like it, yeah, because we want to have Ultron in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can, so put... we can play 17. Yeah, we can easily play 17. We, uh, we're currently capped at 18 in affiliation. If we want to oh, add Wolverine you. in for that final spot, uh, for, for one of those last two spots, we can go a little bit wider and get up to that 19 and 20 threat value in affiliation. Okay. okay. And I think with our current stock of X-Men characters, it's a question of do we want to have more out-of-affiliation points to spend by taking a Taskmaster? Well, it doesn't necessarily fit the gunline traits, is another good body blocker like Beast in the center of the board. Yeah, I think that he can fill in for Beast given the situation, like depending, because Beast does have that, that weakness to energy defense. So mm-hmm. so I think that Taskmaster could be a good option, but do we want to think about, a, like, do we want to get crazy and think about putting in a gem bearer of some kind? I would not complain about a gem bearer. I mean, all right, so so for playing X-Men, mm-hmm. and, and the idea is X-Men Gunline, and we've got a four-cost leader that we plan on using more often than not. You said we've got a 10, we've got 10... 10 point core. Point core. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, Star-Lord's not a bad option. Well, we have your one of your favorite leaders who does have some long-range attacks and is a gem bear. Believe me, I was thinking strange. I was thinking strange. Mm-hmm. And one of your your favorite leaders is not a bad option with a gun line to death's decree people in Thanos. Not bad either, but he he warps a team in a way. Yes, I agree. That's why I I, I don't think he fits with what we want to do because yeah. we have a ten ten threat core, if yeah. you will, right mm-hmm. now. And yeah. like and this and, is this goes to. More Go sincerely, a 14-point core because we are playing Ultron. Right, that's true. So so I don't think Thanos really fits. Yeah. And, I mean, if you put Strange in, he does have the Bolts of Bedevilment, and mm-hmm. he, he really can be a battery for other things in a, a squad, but he's 5-threat. Yeah. And then you throw the Soul Jam on him, and he's 6, so again, you're you're in Thanos' territory at that point. But the two values we're looking at, because if, if we're looking at a 14-point core and we only really want to go up to uh, uh, five wide, because we want our 10 points of X-Men, our Ultron, right. and then one other character, because we don't necessarily want to play either Wolverine or Taskmaster, right. then we have a five or six variable cost character that can come in at 19 and 20, and then we don't have to worry about playing in 18 and below. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, I, I'm never going to complain when Doctor Strange is in a game because, especially putting the Soul Gem on him, it's he just does so much. You yeah. want to talk about making your characters survive some some shenanigans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so right now we have the star of the show, Ultron, Cyclops, Storm, and Beast as our X Men core to give us our affiliation. Uh, Punisher and Hawkeye. As two long-range threats, uh, Hawkeye as a big battery and Punisher as this mixed battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket Raccoon as a uh, as a uh, low-point uh, character, 
um, who will be a also a strong battery character for us. Um, we have Venom because I think he uh, currently we have Venom, but I think he's the most on the edge, and I have a possible replacement to talk about in a minute. Um, mostly because, uh, but we have him in there mostly because he has out of activation attacks that can use Cyclops' leadership to get off uh, scary combos. And then we have Doctor yep. Strange with the Soul Gem just to round out our higher point values. I like it. So, who's your replacement for Venom? Because I gotta, I gotta hear this. Hella. Yes, totally. We are severely lacking in Mystic damage, which is very important into matchups like Wakanda. Yeah, I, I was, I was gonna mention Hella earlier. Um, I think she is a great choice for this. I mean. Claim Soul is such a good attack. Yeah, Claim Soul and, is such a good attack, and making it a one-cost attack... Yeah. And then she has one left over, at the very least, to pass around to other characters throughout the turn. Well, and she's, she's such not, a good objective player. Yeah, she's a great objective player. Um, she is a good counterpoint on things, uh, very specifically, uh, Mutant Madman. Uh-huh. Um, because you can leave her to last movement on round one, and you can have a, a claim two points with fairly good regularity. Yep. Oh, I love her. I, yeah. I, I would I would vote putting Hella in and taking Venom out, because I feel like we've already got kind of like our, our bruiser area covered. I yeah. do like your combo that you came up with with Venom, but I don't think that 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 is... I don't think that is this team. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good synergy for generic X-Men, but I don't think that's going to be good for what we're going for with Ultron. Agree. Now, this does have an inherent flaw in it, that there's one point value we will not be able to play Ultron. But I think oh, that's no. okay. <laughs> I think it's okay, too. Yeah, because that's the 15-point value. Yep. And instead, we're going to be playing uh, X-Men Core and Doctor Strange, which is Love not it. a bad core. Nope. And then we have, uh, at 14, we just play uh, straight X-Men Core with Ultron. Cool. Yep. That Senator, that's going to be a fighty scenario anyway. And so I am happy to bring that. Because yep. I think Senator's feels very fighty. It does. And, I mean, even if... Even if a character like Toad grabs a hold of that senator and is able to s continue to slippery away, it ends up being just a fight, really. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, then at 16, uh, which would be um, a Blackwater Portals or a Mayor Fisk, um, neither of which we're bringing, um, but I think is, is going to be very popular, especially Mayor Fisk right now. We I think have... Mayor Fisk is a good one. Yeah, Mayor Fisk, I think, is a solid one. Um, I think I specifically worry about this in this team because we are a team that wants to get a lot of power and Mayor Fisk inherently limits the power growth of your characters. Oh, yeah, and and I think we are a team that wants to play off and Mayor Fisk, you gotta you got to play in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But we can bring a team of Cyclops, Storm, Beast, Ultron, and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Which I think is a very solid team. Agree. Then so, we get so, 
Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. What are we bringing crisis wise? We didn't we didn't land officially on anything, I think. So I think so far we have demons and infinity formula, mm-hmm. which I think are both good. I, I don't think we want to do gamma waves. I think we would be bad to Wakanda and gamma. So, yeah, but I, but I do think that gamma would play into what we want to do with like playing back and shooting. But at the same time, I get that. So. I think we With play that. that into Wakanda. I think we play back into Criminal Syndicate, and it's the one point value where we don't play Ultron, who we really want to make the star of the show right now. Right, right. So I was thinking maybe, oh man, I don't know. Like maybe the Black Order portals where you get the power. I I like the Black Order portals. I've been coming around on that as an objective, and I think our team for Black Order portals because it's a sixteen point objective i think is really solid with ultron and rocket raccoon being out of affiliation characters and yeah, i think exactly. rocket rocket can sit on that point really well mm-hmm. i agree so yeah all right and then what about extracts extracts um i think we want to go hammoth we are fighting Definitely. Team, and i don't think we will be worrying that much about team tactics cards yeah i think we want to go citizens too uh uh which citizens Oh, the uh, nineteen panic, panic. Uh, cool. yeah, panic citizens. Yep that that is that is an inherently dicey one right now because of all the hired muscle plays. But I do think it's going. To, it, it does play into a, a plan of gaining a lot of power. Right. I, I think that we would. Yeah, the hired muscle play you have to think about. But I think with the way we set it up, we have these longer ranges to mm-hmm. where if that hired muscle play happens, we can deal with it. And I think we will have the room in the tactics card slots to just play a hired muscle ourselves as as a counter movement. Yeah, for sure. And, and if we I, bring Hella, I mean, yeah. yeah. And if we have priority with Hella, we can definitely get in there and get stuff done. Yep, exactly. So, uh, so that's two out of three extracts. What's mm-hmm. the what's the last one? You think? Do we want to go Cree Core and play twenty? I I was thinking either that or Cosmic Cube. Yeah, I love cube fragments. I, I really. I, it is unblockable yeah, damage, and it gives us power. Mm-hmm. Two things we don't mind because I think this is going to be a yep. fighty team. Who who also is going to be a little bit power hungry. Yeah, I'm down with cube fragments. Cool, and that gives us another seventeen option. Which I like our team at seventeen mm-hmm. because we have the option of bringing in either Punisher or Hawkeye at that support piece. Exactly. So on D's, we have Hawkeye, because I think we're going to more consistently want that range 5 attack on, on it. But if we're going into B's or E's or something else, uh, a, a non-D formula, I think that Punisher will be the better character, because I think that range 3 hip fire is going to be really good. Agree. And then at 18, which will be Hammers, we get Hella, which I am not complaining about at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Hella with a hammer hits like a Mack truck. She definitely does. She's she's insane. And so does Ultron. Yeah, Ultron. Put a hammer on Ultron, and he is nuts. And I think but... a really interesting thing with Hella specifically. Okay, go ahead. Um, because we are playing Cyclops' leadership, if we move someone out that's not grabbing a hammer early, we can have Hella move out, pick up a hammer, and still claim Soul Tone 1. Yep, which I love. Mm-hmm. One thing to note, though, with hammers, if we have a hammer on Ultron, 
when he goes down, it's nine power to bring him back. Yeah. And I don't think Hammer is the one where we want to try and go for that. I don't think if we would we would bring it into our tactic suite yes. on Hammoth. Agree. But let's get Age of Ultron just sitting in Right, it's under the T's. The Age of Ultron. Right, because the it's... is so important. Yes. Um and then finally at nineteen we have Doctor Strange for our team with a soul jam on twenty. And I think that um, on 19, uh, on Demons, I think he's going to be really good not uh, not pushing characters off of the point, but pushing characters into the point. Yep, to get them that incinerated condition. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I think the only thing left is to really talk about tactics cards. So, we yep. have Age of Ultron. Yep. Are there any of the X-Men cards that really jump out to you? So, yes, but... Also, no, because they're not like I think all of those X Men cards. I don't have them right in front of me right now. Are affiliated X Men, right? And that means that it has to be X Men characters that get the benefit. So, for instance, First Class, right? Like First Class is really good. I think we should include First Class, but only the X Men characters. So our core of ten: Cyclops, Beast, mm -hmm. and um, uh, or. Yeah, Cyclops, Beast, and Storm, Storm should are the only ones that are going to get to benefit from that, which is mm -hmm. still good, but I think that's the only one that I can say so, without question. So the one I was actually thinking about is Children of the Atom. Which one is, what does that one do again? That one is a Uncanny X-Men character may use it, no cost, remove all special conditions from that character, and they gain one power for each special condition removed. So I definitely like that, but I think that it's still we only have three characters in our whole roster that can do it. Yes, but I think just a card that is a free power out of nowhere. Because especially since we are playing on things like demons that give out conditions. Because I yeah. think demons is the one we're going to go for. Yeah. I think that just getting a free power in a team that is donating power to each other, I think is very powerful. And if they have any sort of condition applying on the other team. Yeah. Voila. No, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. So I've got a card that I think we have to take. Okay. Give in it to our me. Slot. And let me, let me just preface this with, we wouldn't be able to use it at most threat values. Okay. But again, if we're playing Ultron all the time, which we are, or as much as possible. But mm -hmm. when we do get to use it, I think it fits really well with what we want to do, and that's the Seven Sons of Cinnabons. Yeah, Seven Sons of Cinnabus. Because it's a range 5 beam that Doctor Strange gets to use from his big old base, as long as he's got two other characters around him within range 2, which, if we're playing quote-unquote gunline... Mm -hmm. Especially we... Cyclops gunline, which wants to right. stick together anyway to share power, yeah. Right. We reasonably should be able to get that off, but the I say here's here's the only problem with that is we're only going to be able to use that at that 19 or 20 threat, which if we're trying to play demons is no problem, but 50% mm -hmm. of the time we aren't going to gain priority, right? So yeah, um, but I think it it is still I I still like it as a card to put in here. Well, good. I I I would approve of that message. <laughs> I want to point to um. 
a a card that I have I really really love, and I think is especially important in a gunline list, which is marked for death. Yeah, I really liked gun uh, marked for death. If we're trying to play off like that, for sure. Yeah, because stealth characters would be are, are the annoyance for a gunline list, and with two big stealth characters in the meta right now in Mystique and Miles Morales. Yep. I think that having this card is very important. Agree. So how, what that puts us up at four? Four. Okay. And we haven't even touched the restricted list. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I definitely could see this list being being a candidate for Doomed Prophecy. I could see it as a candidate. Eh. Well, so, and I, I say the list in general, and the reason why, again, if the design is to play off and play from range, putting a doomed prophecy on a Hawkeye, who is mm-hmm. relatively safe at those longer ranges, I think could get interesting. So I think that is certainly interesting. I think the larger issue is that we have too few targets in our list. Because so many of our characters are putting out energy attacks True. rather than physical attacks. We only have Hawkeye and Pun- Punisher as actual targets. With Doomed Prophecy, I, uh, I could be wrong. I thought that it does. it's not just for physical attacks. You just add your physical defense to your next attack. Doesn't matter what attack you do. Uh, nope, it is. Additionally, this character adds dice to its physical attacks equal to okay. its physical defense until the beginning of, of their next activation. Okay, there you go. So I haven't I haven't played it in a while. Mm-hmm. So. I, I have played I have done enough research on to bomb squads to to right. remember how that card works. Yep, cool. So no, that's fair then. Okay. So so no to that, which I, I'm fine with. But there's a lesser used card that I think could be interesting. Because we are playing Heavy Gunline. Do you remember the core box card Heavy Firepower? Oh, yeah. I actually like Heavy Firepower these days. I I think that it's one of those cards that's kind of... It's come around again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think with us playing so far away, and it doesn't care how close they are to the the enemy character is to its other allies. It just cares how close it is to an allied character, right? Right. And since we're intending to play fairly far away from most of our crew, I think we can get this off pretty well. Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And in the heavy heavy firepower department, do we want to look at heavy ordnance as well? That one is it's... a interesting card. Yeah. I am not sure about it. The, the places I see heavy ordnance is not as an addition to a gunline team, it's as a a way to get a long-ranged attack into a mostly melee-focused team. Yeah, I think Does that's that make fair. sense? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, especially since it still takes an attack action, and I think we have a lot of attacks that are a little bit less powerful than this for two less power. Right. I think that's fair. That also build us power. Yeah. Now, we were talking a little bit about putting Hired Muscle in here just as the counterpoint um, a little bit ago. Yeah, I think that's still worth it. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's worth it. Mm -hmm. Just because even even if we don't go up against that, I think it's still, we have the play for it, I think. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think if we can play with it. Yeah, I I think we can bad. definitely play with it. Mm-hmm. So we have two slots left. Are we? Do we want to play any healing cards? I definitely wouldn't ever be against a med pack. Yeah, I I think med pack is a good one. I don't and think we need field dressing. No, I don't think we need field dressing. But if we're going into, I think currently, from the looks of things, we have a meta saturated with Brotherhood. Oh yeah. So I don't think Brace for Impact is that bad of a call. Yeah, I I think Brace for Impact is good. Even though we have some decent decent physical defenses, I think that I think with the amount of throwing that Brotherhood is doing, mm-hmm. I think Brace is is very much Yeah. And especially as big as Brotherhood is throwing. Yep. And also with the recently announced Agents of Smash, we now have the possibility for a size five terrain piece to get thrown. It's I'd say that's a possibility, but I don't see that happening very often. Well, if we're bringing this to the fun tables, we may, may meet up the fun matchup of just the whole. That's throw. true. That's true. So I I don't think I think Brace for Impact is a perfectly defensible piece here. I totally agree with you. Well, so we good then. Yeah, we kind of have a roster here. Um, let's let's go over this again and see if there's anything else that uh, percolates while we're thinking of this. So currently Perkins. we have, yes, I love it. Uh, currently we have Ultron, Cyclops, Storm, Beast, Punisher, Hawkeye, Hela, Rocket, Doctor Strange, and the Soul Gem as our characters. We still feeling good for all of that? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think. I think we could make a case for Mystique over Punisher, but I like Punisher in just in this situation. I think the power of aimed shot in this specific setup, because we can get it down to 201 power. Exactly. Pretty easily. Um, it is also anti-Modoc tech. It is very strong. Yeah, because... Um, the way that Modoc works is uh, he changes all of your wilds to planks on the uh, defenders uh, modify uh, attacker's dice step. Yeah. Uh, Pierce, which Aimshot has, uh, happens at the attacker's modify defenders dice step, which is before the defenders modify attacker's dice step. So Pierce effects will go off before um, uh, uh, Modoc's wild, uh, wild nullification goes off. Yep. Which I think is, is a powerful thing. And also, I think his ability to be a power generator is very good. In a way that... I think Mystique can be good as a power generator, but I don't think she... She's not going to be in a position to share that power as much as Punisher will be. I agree. With how Mystique functions. I agree. Um, I think Hawkeye is also a really good choice, and it's the really it's that switch is what style of map we are playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in tactics cards we have Age of Ultron because we are we are focusing on the Metal Man himself. That's right. We have Children of the Atom for uh the burst of power we get off of clearing conditions, and I think condition game is going to be big coming into this season. 
I think um, it's going to be interesting. Well, I think it's going to be big because we are getting She-Hulk, and I think there's an expectation from sectors of the community that She-Hulk is going to be big because she is the new hotness. Well, yeah, I mean, the new hotness is always the new hotness. Uh-huh. And and She-Hulk is especially vulnerable to the condition game, so I expect a lot of heavy condition games lists to be coming up soon. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, then we have Seven Sons of Cinnabis for 19 and 20 point lists. Um, just at, especially for demons, just to mow down the opponents. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Marked for Death to take care of those pesky, pesky stealth characters. And it also just has other utility if we have someone, even if they don't have a stealth character, if they have someone with a lot of defensive weevils like a Doctor Strange of their own or a Modoc, you can turn that off. Uh, we have yes. heavy firepower to add a little bit of more heft to our long range attacks, which I think is going to be universally. I think that might actually be in our core three or four cards to bring. I think it might be. Because I, th- I think Children of the Atom is going to be a, a card that we pick up when we see our, op- our opponent's roster. I don't think it's going to be an every game sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think our core little bit will be Age of Ultron, Marked for Death, Heavy Firepower, Med Pack, Brace. Yep. I think that's a very fair... And Brace we can take out if we're playing someone like Guardians or something. Yeah, and, and that's where Children of the Atom would come in. And I think a lot of the teams that aren't using Heavy Throws are using the Condition game. I think there are very yeah. few teams that aren't working on one of those two axes. Does that sound about right yeah. to you? That sounds good to me. And then we have Hired Muscle, both as, as a counterpoint to the Hired Muscle game plan that is currently going around, just as the, if you can't beat them, join them bit. Um, but also, uh, we have characters in our collection to leverage the Hired Muscle game plan of our own. Um, and then we have our two restricted cards as Medpack and Brace. Medpack is the, I think, most generically good one. Agree. While it's not the most popular, we aren't bringing all you've got, so mm-hmm. we don't get the extra utility out of um, field dressing that you that most lists are currently getting out of field dressing. And then we have Brace for Impact, which we're using mostly as a meta call, but could be a number of other uh, uh, cards at this point, even other un, uh, unrestricted cards. Yeah. And then just looking at our crisis, we're playing we're playing almost all high threat values because uh, we currently have demons at nineteen, infinite formula at seventeen, uh, black portal descends at sixteen, which I think it, which is our lowest threat value. But I think a good one for us. Yeah, that, I, th- that I think crisis that, specifically. Yeah, I think that crisis is really good, especially since we're going to have rocket on that specific crisis. Uh, then we have Hammers at ni- at 18, uh, we have uh, Evacuation at 19, and we have Struggle at 17, which I think Love are it. all pretty solid crises. But... So with that, we have a completed list, and I think that's a good point to stop for today. Uh, I want to thank Will. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, is there anything you would like to shout out? 
Uh, yeah, so I really appreciate being here, Alexa. I know you and I have been talking about this project for a while now, so it's really great to have been on here, and I hope to come back and I'll obviously have you on House Party Protocol again as well. And I really just want to give a shout out to that and to everyone that's supporting us over there, to you as a supporter of that. You know, it's it's been really great getting to know you through this game. And I want to give a shout out to all of the, the just everyone that has been a part of this community, because I feel like we have a really great community and it's only getting better. And I'm really glad to see you bringing in some new content and having a fresh face and and looking at things in a little bit of a different way. Thank you. That that means a whole lot to me. And is there a place where people can find you? Absolutely. You can find us on most pod, podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, and I'm not sure if there's any more that we're on right now, but uh, find us at House Party Protocol over there. Just just put that in your search bar. And also you can send us emails at housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we're going to be running a giveaway soon. So come and check that out. And uh, yeah, th that's the that's the main stuff, I think. And if you want to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on all the Discord servers. And um, if you want to dig it up, uh, you can find me at ggypt.tumblr.com where I mostly talk about television shows and then if you want to watch me play something completely different sunday mornings at about 8 a.m pacific standard time i play custom arkham horror the card game with codab games at twitch.tv tv slash codab games so yeah thank you very much for coming on today thank you very much for having me and keep experimenting people <laughs>